0: Hi, I'm Janet Mylan, host of The Normally Amazing Show. I like to think I'm like a church bell ringing out, calling the men and women of central Pennsylvania and beyond into the abundant, spirit-filled life. I'm normal. God is amazing. Let's dive in. Hey there, everybody. I know it's been a while, and it's just one of those sorry-not-sorry situations. Still figuring out my time, having a full-time job, which is what I'm going to tell you about in a minute has rocked my scheduling world, and I guess that's pretty normal. So I'm just sitting here actually on the couch with, in, with my iPhone, no fancy equipment today, and with my dogs, so who knows, they might make noise. And I just want to give you a bit of a life update for what I'm actually doing with my time and what I'm journeying into as far as my time with the Lord and my personal study of the Word. So to begin with, I am working full-time with an organization called True Girl. True Girl is under the the umbrella ministry of Pure Freedom Ministries um, with Dana and Bob Gresh. And Dana's been a friend of mine for 20 years, at least. My official title there is Director of Special Projects and Mom Discipleship. So the Director of Special Projects means that I basically... Get to do lots of different things that kind of come across my path. I do a lot of writing, a lot of content development, and a lot of brainstorming, creative thoughts, and that kind of thing. So they may give me a project, like for instance, there's a video that we want to create coming up, a teaching video. And so I'll get to start that ball rolling and get people working on that to make sure it gets done and is done really well. So I do a lot of different projects and that's fantastic because I get bored pretty easily and um, having different things to work on is really good for me in my way that I work. So I don't, you know, don't get bored (laughs) as easily. (laughs) Um, The mom discipleship piece is, if you know me, you know my heart for women, my heart for moms, really wanting moms to know that Motherhood is not like a big pause button on their purpose or even their ability to live an abundant life in the Lord. So, the mom discipleship piece is creating content and creating ways of connection with the moms of the girls that we minister to at True Girl. So, that looks like lots of different things writing blogs, doing podcasts. Um, Incidentally, if you're a mom and you're like, I could really use some encouragement in that. Check out the True Girl Mom cast with Dana and Shani, McKenzie and myself, and I think you'll find it really valuable. But just writing different things, connecting with, with moms, letting them know they're not alone, and encouraging them deeply in the word. So that's another part of my job. And the other thing is, and maybe you've seen this on my social media, I do occasionally go on tour with the True Girl Pajama Party tour. And I'm not. There are four of us who are lead teachers who swap out, so we don't have to be the only one doing the lead teaching. And I'm grateful for that because that's just not <laughs> the pace at which I want to run these days in my life. But I did do some of that traveling um, and did some True Girl events in different states, and that's very rewarding to just see the girls and their moms and to give them a hug and connect with them on a personal eye-to-eye level and. Um, it's beautiful and a privilege, so that's that's been really good. I have to say that with my job, there's a couple of things that have been really valuable. One is I did work with Dana before years ago, and I've worked with her on and off over the years. But I wasn't I was in such an immature, insecure place back then that I didn't. And and Dana and I have talked about this. She said too that she's changed, you know, in her even her style of leadership, you know, we both just talked about this recently at one of the board meetings. But I personally was in such a place of insecurity and inadequacy, immaturity that first go around that I didn't understand what it meant to work with somebody instead of work for somebody. And there's some jobs where you do work for But in this instance, it really needs to be a with. And I feel like this time around, I'm like, yeah, we're working together. We're pulling side by side. I'm working with her. And it's amazing and beautiful and so much better. I'm just so grateful for how God has birthed, not birthed, but grown the security in me and matured me in this way. Because working with somebody requires a lot of letting go instead of working for, like, letting go, also taking ownership. It's like this balance, this constant, like, what do I need to let go of and just let that happen and what do I need to take ownership of? And it's suiting me really well. I think it's working really well. The other thing I want to say about working um, full-time with True Girl is I have always felt like I'm just, like too much. That's my label that I struggle with. One of them (laughs) is that I'm just too much. I I have all these different things I can do. And I've always just asked God, I'm like, God, I just want one thing I do really, really well. I've always admired the person who has one skill that they're just great at. And that's what they do. That's what they know. That's what people ask them to do. And I've always wanted to be that kind of a person instead of the kind of person I am who has several different things I can do well. That's like the truth. That's how I have I have prayed. I've asked God for that. I have like talked that through with people and mentors and my husband. And um, I've always just felt like I'm just kind of all over the place and a little bit like a freak. Why can't I just do one thing really well? And that's just what I do. And I feel like at True Girl... I am so at home with being a person who can do lots of different things. I feel the blessing in it. I feel the wealth of it. I am comfortable going from thing to thing, different skill to different skill, and see, more importantly, I see how God needs me in the body of Christ. And that it's important that I just am myself, even if sometimes I feel like a little bit of a weirdo at times. (laughs) I'm really grateful for that. I've had a lot of people, which is interesting, since I got this job, and I literally pretty much, I just have like, you know, typical eight to five office hours, except for a little bit of traveling. So it's just a normal job experience as far as time goes. But I've had a lot of people refer to me as like, well, I know you're busy now. I know you're busy. And yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm busy, but it's not like I'm freakishly busy. I just have a job. And I'm still able to meet people for lunch or breakfast or whatever. It's different from how it was when I was self-employed. I could just drop everything during the middle of the day and kind of do whatever I wanted, which sometimes was a detriment, to be honest. But I've had to kind of understand why people say that about me and not try to explain that. But I guess I'm explaining it now. I'm busier as far as my time is scheduled. But other than that, I just have a normal job like lots of other people do. I have to manage my time better, for sure, my time outside of work. So I get that. But I guess I'm a little afraid people are just going to stop asking me to do things if they think I'm like really busy. But that's just me not wanting to be left out, right? (laughs) The FOMO is real. (laughs) So that's my little life update. You know, Andy is working two jobs, actually has his own car restoration business that he's building vintage car restoration repair and he also is working part-time with our church center church doing a lot of like pastoral administrative things trying to keep things rolling as we're in a transitional time with pastors right now or leaders so it's been a big adjustment for us trying to figure out how do we do life like this and we're just always trying to adjust and change but we want to glorify God with our time and so if you you know if you think about it, you can pray for us as we figure that out, yeah, so that 's kind of what 's going on as far as what the podcast is going to be doing. I have realized for years i just haven 't verbalized it really, as far as the Trinity goes, as far as like God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit I have always felt very comfortable with God the Father. It's never been a problem for me to connect with God as my father. And if you know my story a little bit, you know how God has healed my view of the Holy Spirit over the last several years. And so I now I'm like, okay, feel comfortable with the, the idea of the Holy Spirit, my relationship with the Holy Spirit. But as far as Jesus goes, that's been harder for me my whole life. And I've realize I've carried some amount of shame around that. So here I am, a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ, a believer in Christ, and have always felt a little disconnected from Jesus as as part of the Trinity. And I've, I've looked at people who, well, let me say this. I have a few friends that I look at, and I just feel like, man, they understand Jesus. Now, they may not totally feel comfortable with the Holy Spirit like I do. Like we all have our different stories and experiences. But the the ones I feel like who really just like get Jesus and like their eyes fill with tears when they think of Jesus are my friends who have either come to Jesus later in life, like they just have a history of sin and without Jesus they know they would just be lost. They like like they just know they've been forgiven and redeemed and restored by Jesus. So those are that group of friends and then another the other people I see my friends who are just like totally wrapped up in who Jesus is are my friends who have suffered greatly. I was talking with a friend of mine um, named Aaron and she lost her husband to A very long battle with cancer and I was asking her about that like what does Easter mean to you as someone whose husband is not here like what tell me about your view of Jesus she's just so good at letting me see into her heart in the midst of her suffering and and she just she just said yeah she's like I can't think about the empty tomb without thinking about the resurrection of my husband in heaven and that's like the only thing that gives me any kind of hope on the the impossible days. And just her connection with Jesus is so strong. And so I've always felt bad. Like, how can I call myself a Christian and not feel super moved by the person of Jesus? And maybe some of you are like, who are you? I got to turn this podcast off. I can't listen to you anymore. But maybe if you're honest and you thought about the the, the Trinity, there's maybe one one person of the Trinity that you feel scared of or uh, confused about, we're probably all in the same boat, even if it's a different different kind of journey. I've just decided i'm gonna pursue Jesus, and I have started like just asking the question, okay, how does Jesus like today I had a trial I was dealing with, and lots of tears and hard things I was thinking about, and I was like, okay, how does Jesus?" affect this moment for me. And right now I don't have a great answer by being honest because I'm just learning. As far as where the podcast is going, I do know that there's something about Jesus that I need to learn and if I need to learn it probably others do too. Right now one concept I'm kind of going over is the idea of the supremacy of Christ and him as the the king as ruler, as supreme, as seated at the right hand of God, and how that affects my life, how that should affect my life. I'm, I guess I feel grateful because I do feel like there's other Jesuses um, that are floating around, even in the church, about like Jesus's existence is all about me. And I want to make sure I have an accurate, biblical, truthful view of Jesus before I start absorbing things that are just a little askew or a lot askew. And maybe that's just increasingly important. I mean, I guess it's never, it's not more important than it has been, but I feel like as God forms me into someone who seems to be having opportunities to teach the word and encourage people in the word and with the gospel, I want to make sure I fully understand as much as I can in this moment, I will always be increasing in my understanding. But as much as I can, I need to be pursuing the true person of Jesus Christ of Nazareth who died and rose again, who died for my sins. And what does that mean? What did that mean when it happened? What does it mean now? What will it mean for all of eternity? And so I, in the midst of this searching and looking around, I happened upon the first chapter of the book of John, which is, you know, not like a new chapter to me. It's not like I never saw it before. But as I was reading it, I saw at least 16 different names or descriptions of Jesus in that one chapter alone. So in 51 verses there's at least 16 different ways of describing Jesus. So like the light, the word, the only son, Jesus Christ, the Lord, the lamb of God, the one on whom you see the spirit descend and remain, rabbi, Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph, the king of Israel, the son of man, him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote. There's like, just in that first chapter alone, and I know that John is the one he describes himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll start there. I'm just going to go through the first chapter of John and break down these different names of Jesus and descriptions of him written by this one who was convinced that Jesus loved him. I don't know John's whole story. I don't know if he suffered greatly. Um, I will find out. I don't know. Like before he met Jesus, I don't know if he had a life of sin that was, you know, intense before he met Jesus. I'll have to look into that and learn that along the way. But I, I just have to start somewhere and that's where I'm starting. So my plan is to do some teachings about what I'm learning about the names of Jesus, um, just from this one chapter of the Bible, which will take me to other chapters in the Bible. That's how it works. But that's just my starting point because I have to start somewhere. And this is where I feel like God wants me to start. So moving forward, I guess we're moving into the Jesus series of all the different roles and names and descriptions of Jesus that I find in that one chapter of the Bible. And then we'll see where I go from there. But I'm looking forward to it. And I I hope, you know, you'll join me. I hope that I handle the word correctly. I pray that I do. And as I go through it, if you're like, hey, I don't know about that. What do you think about that? Just message me on social media or email me um, through my website, JanetMyland.com. And, you know, let's let's have a conversation. But that's my life update as far as, like, what I'm physically doing and as far as my spiritual journey. So that's what I got. That's what I'm doing. And I invite you to join me and pray for me as I come to mind. And I'll pray for you. I was just walking around today actually outside praying for you, praying for the women and moms who might come across my path, that I would know how to encourage them deeply in the word and in truth. That's what I want to do. I love you and I'm grateful for you. And I really hope that today you see more of God and who he is and that it just blows you away, even a tiny little bit or a whole lot.